at SFM Radio and at Pimelo Mutile on Twitter. We're talking all things art, we're talking theatre, we're talking film, and this time around, we're talking about a film called Hotele Lirananing, and uh, loosely translated, uh, it's a hotel on the Kopi, and it's directed by Charlie Wundler, and this is uh, the only film that has been nominated um, to, to join the great films um, at uh, the Rotterdam Film Festival, South Africa. It's uh, the Rotterdam Film Festival in the Netherlands. So it's the only South African film there um, that's representing the continent. So this is some feat. But I've got a trailer before I speak to the director and film uh, producer of the film. So just take a listen. Hotel, Le Hotel Le Ralaning, and uh, loosely translated Hotel on the Copy. It has landed an official selection invitation to the 50th edition of the International Film Festival Rotterdam. And anybody who knows anything about film festivals, you know this is the festival you want to be a part of. Uh, film director and a producer, Charlie Wundler, is the one behind this film. He's on the line with us this afternoon. Charlie, welcome. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Pumi. Thank you for having me. I'm really happy to be here. Well, it's it's fantastic. It's some feat to to be invited to to the Rotterdam Film Festival. Just just give us a sense of what the film is about. The film is about a character named Jabu, who's played by the actor Morpi Mortabelli, who is a young father and a novelist, a very ambitious novelist. And he is struggling to make money and support his family through his novels. So he takes a job as a TV show writer. Mm. And that job, he doesn't like it. It doesn't fulfill his soul. Mm. Um, So he's very unhappy because of that. Um, But he's doing that job, like I said, to support his family. But then his family life is kind of turned on its head when his estranged wife tells him that she will take their son and go to Europe for God knows how long. And that throws his life into a world of turmoil, um, and he threatens to go back into his um, dark side of addictions and... There's another character called Roxanne, who is played by Zetu Jomo Mpakele, and she is a young filmmaker who's on the verge of blowing up big time. She's just signed on to direct a big Hollywood film in California, but because this film takes place during the pandemic and borders are opening and closing, she's not sure whether she'll actually be able to get to California to direct this film. And on top of that, she's just found out that she's unexpectedly pregnant. So she has to confront these new realities of potentially being a single mother and having to support the child. 
uh, all on our own. And these two characters come together during lockdown in a boutique hotel in the Melville Copies, and they kind of find refuge from the pandemic within the hotel, but also <laughs> within themselves and their friendship and their shared experiences. And the the parallel is that it was actually shot during the pandemic. So you did it this. It was indeed. It, I mean, how do you make that call to say, you know, okay, we, we are in lockdown, but I'm going to do this anyway? Well, it was just, you know, I'm a filmmaker and I have to make films no matter what the circumstances are. And it's been a very hard year and a bit for people working in the film and TV industry, especially in this country, especially in the developing world. Um, I mean, people are literally going hungry and giving up on the industry and going doing other things because they can't feed their families. So... Um, I just, I refuse to give up or give in no matter what the circumstances. And I basically just looked at the tools that I had at my disposal and the fact that we're actually all going through this very unique once in a lifetime, hopefully, event. And I just thought, let's use that. This event has exposed so many things to the South African experience, the human experience. Mm -hmm. Let's just dig deep and turn the lens inwards and see what we can discover. The technicalities of filming during a lockdown and also having to deal with a health uh, issue, a pandemic, when you were working with the number of people you're working with, I mean, what were your boundaries? Um, well, we um, we observed all protocol COVID mm. procedures, basically. There were, there were temperature checks. Um, there was PPE for mm. all the cast and crew. Uh, we were very strict about that. We had to be mm. because, you know, with... Um, other big budget projects, they can afford to put the cast and crew up yes, in a bubble. Yeah. Uh, but we could we could nowhere near afford anything like that. So everyone had to really be on their best behavior. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, if, say, the lead actor on day two of the production mm-hmm. had tested positive, mm-hmm. that would have been the end of the film. Mm-hmm. People would have gone home and that would have been that. I didn't have enough money to mm-hmm. actually take to pause the production for a week and then or two weeks sure. and then bring everybody back. Yeah. But, you know, the the film gods were smiling on us and they <laughs> wanted this film to get made clearly and it did and look what happened. Charlie, I'm going to be back with you in a short while. I've got to take the headlines. Uh, let me go to and Musa for the very latest in headlines at once. Himelo Mutine on SAFM. It's called Hotele Liralaning, and it's a film that is going to, I think, bag a couple of awards. Uh, just look to a couple of months from now. I, I think I'm just predicting that something big is going to happen. It's been uh, invited to the 50th edition of the International Film Festival Rotterdam. And anybody knows anything about film festivals, you know that you want to be invited there. The director and producer of the film, Charlie Wundler, is on the line with us. You know, Charlie, before we went to the headlines, we you were talking about film gods being on your side and then I was reading up about your your approach to the film and and how laissez-faire you decided to approach this film did it work was it a bad idea or did it you know did it give you some really wonderful relief uh, I think it was um, wonderful relief was a good way of putting it because yeah. The way films are traditionally made, um, because there's so much money at stake, is mm. that everything has to be planned to an infinitesimal detail level. <laughs> unrealistic. And, exactly. Very <laughs> unrealistic. And like almost all the spontaneity can be taken out of a film production mm. if you let it happen, especially mm. at a larger budget level. Mm. But because this was a micro-budget film and I wasn't able to necessarily 
um, control the world of the film mm-hmm. the way a director might with mm-hmm. all the toys that they have. Mm-hmm. I didn't have those toys. And time. And I didn't have, exactly, I didn't have toys or time. That's a lovely way of putting it. So I had to kind of recognize that and not try and force anything unnatural to occur because that would have just led to a whole bunch of pain and suffering. Mm. So I had a plan. Mm -hmm. I had a script. (laughs) And uh, I showed up on the day and I just had to basically just, you know, say, what what was planned was planned, but what is, is. And so, let's look at what we're being presented with right now and make it work to the best of our ability. So what that means for somebody who, who doesn't necessarily understand what that means in the film world, it means if on the day you or in your script you had planned that this was going to be a sunny, romantic day and mm. you arrive and the day is not sunny, <laughs> it's cloudy. Yeah, you just, you just went. It. You just went with it, right? Exactly. There, there's no excuse for stopping and waiting. <laughs> We don't have time to stop and wait for the rain to stop. Um, so, and I find that um, it's beautiful. when you have something unexpected like that occur, yeah. it often really causes the cast and the crew to focus laser-like yes. and to find something really spontaneous yes. and really authentic that couldn't have been predicted beforehand, but is what the film wants to become regardless. So if you're kind of relaxed Mm. and you're open to it, Mm. you can find such beauty, such true beauty in the moment. I wonder, you know, for me, that sounds like such a gift to particularly the actors and everybody who wants to be creative in the moment. Is that how they received it? Yeah, sure. I think they, I mean, they trusted me. Um, They knew what they were getting into. They read the script beforehand. They knew it was a low budget film that was being shot in seven days. Mm. And I I explained to them exactly what I was trying to do. And they Mm. all trusted me and they were all on board. And when you're making this kind of film that deals with, you know, real deep human emotions Mm. and characters having to go to really dark places, Mm. um, they have to have a level of trust Mm. that is just beyond dispute. And the fact that they actually put their faith into me, even with the kind of uncertainty about mm-hmm. like what would happen on the day I, just having that um, faith was really uh, really beautiful for me and I really appreciate that and from sh- them and I'm sure there were some lovely surprises even from yourself as a director having given them that freedom some beautiful nuggets may have come out of that yeah exactly I think I think what actors like really want to do is to know that they have the trust of the mm. director mm. and that the director believes in them and that because of that belief, they have the freedom to try stuff. Mm. And like, not everything will work. Of course. Some of the stuff will be, you know, rubbish. Yes. But yes. that's what I'm there for. Mm. I'm kind of like the judge and jury. I'll be like, okay, thank you for trying. That didn't work. <laughs> Maybe adjust this, that, that, or the other thing yes. and go again. And it doesn't matter if it doesn't work out, you know, five, ten times, I'm there for them. And I will... the one thing I will spend time on is the actor and giving them the space and the room they need to get there and get that performance. I mean, they're my number one priority, bar none. Mm. So it's it's now out, okay? So it's out of your hands. You can't do anything anymore with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what now? Um, you're looking forward to Rotterdam and where else have you submitted the film? Yeah, well, we're we're world premiering at Rotterdam next Thursday, and I'm really looking forward to that. Unfortunately, the festival is travel restricted mm. given the pandemic. Mm. Um, but what I will be doing is I'll be doing live Q and A's with oh, the no. audiences in Rotterdam, which is kind of making the best of a, a strange situation. Mm-hmm. So I'm very pleased with that. Um, and next is 
just trying to get this film seen by as many audiences around the world as possible. Firstly, mm. starting with South Africa yeah. and starting on with a domestic distributor. Um, that struggle is ongoing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the distribution landscape is constantly shifting mm. here. So it's like a real moving target. Mm. But I would encourage the listeners out there to just um, go to my social media profiles, whether it's at Charlie Lundla on Instagram or Twitter, or check out the trailer on YouTube okay. and like it and comment it mm-hmm. and kind of get uh, buzz going. And if this film can gain traction mm-hmm. with a potential local audience, mm-hmm. then a domestic d- distributor will see that. It's and so like, important. Okay. Yeah, it's exactly. so important, Charlie, because I think we don't sometimes understand what it takes to get somebody to a distributor. In this case, it would be, you know, people, it may be a broadcaster or it may be uh, somebody with some cinemas. For somebody to, to be interested in taking it on, we've got to show that we want to see it and we can at least start that process by liking the trailer. Exactly. So just kind of get that conversation going, get mm. that buzz going, and that'll be a real help in getting this film seen in this country. Okay. I promise you we'll put it up on our platforms as well so that people can see it there, and then let's see what we can do. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that so much, Romelo. All the best, Charlie. Thank you very much for your time. Well, thank you for having me and have a good afternoon further. Thank you, Charlie Wundler, filmmaker. And uh, we'll put the trailer up on our social media platforms. Like it, have a look. And, you know, if if we can do that and enough of us can do that, at least we'll get somebody to take the film and then we can then see the entire film on all the platforms that we have available here in this country.